This is fucking awesome. On Talking Stupid. Because Mishmash sounds negative. <laughs> Up on, the, on stage. I mean, they're classic. I remember, I was playing uh, the, the podcast of things here on Talking Stupid. Welcome to another edition of Talking Stupid. What's up? Uh, I'm William. To the right of me, I have Joey. Hello. Jeremy. And uh, Zach's drinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good job. Goddamn alcoholic. It's like, oh yeah, I'll uh, wait. I'll wait. Uh, how about I chug right before my intro? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're four of the eight members of Stupid Flanders, and this is the uh, Stupid Flanders podcast of, of sorts. Um, I want to jump right into everything because we have a lot to talk about this episode, and I really want to kind of jump right in. Uh, first, we first couple things I, just, I think we're going to talk about is uh, the House of Blues show was last weekend, right? It was last Sunday? <laughs> that is correct. A week ago, Sunday. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies so fast for me. It's terrible. Um, and then we actually got some responses from fans from our first podcast, and I, I we have s- she has some questions for us, and I figured we could, the least we can do is... Uh, I believe her name's Amanda? Amanda, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> hey thank, you for, thank you for, uh, for talking to us on our podcast, because if not, we'd just be talking to each other, and that's sad. No, but Amanda's cool. Um... Amanda actually just got engaged to one of my longtime childhood friends um, named Melvin. Hey, yeah, they were at they were at the show. Um, actually, like a, a week before the show, like I showed up to their engagement party. That was super fun. That's cool. But yeah, Amanda really like is a fan of the scene, so I'm really awesome, glad yeah. to have her. Well, thank you, Amanda, and we'll uh, we'll see if we what we can do to answer your questions to the best of our abilities, as well as seventy five percent of us have seen X Men Apocalypse. Except for somebody in the room. Me. Jeremy. Jeremy did movies. not watch yes, exactly. X-Men. So it's like God, almost so all of us lame. watching it. And then um, I know kind of the big controversial thing in the Marvel comics right now is uh, Captain America is a Hydra agent. That's <gasps> bullshit. Dun, dun, dun. I'm immediately calling bullshit because I'm of the opinion that he's automatically like ad- undercover or under a spell or something. Oh, we'll something. get there. Oh, we'll get there, sir. Like I, I promise you. I promise you. I'm just, I'm just saying. It kind of makes me angry because Captain America is one of my favorites. So, <laughs> no way he's fucking Hydra. A very much. I, I have some, I have some posts from Facebook that I've seen that. The, that internet, I just the internet's angry, dude. Captain America's <laughs> weak as shit. All right, let's just. Like, what? Uh, no, oh, are you fucking kidding me? We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. <laughs> You're an ass. Um, <laughs> all right. To start off the podcast, uh, like I said, we had our House of Blues show just a week ago. And I kind of want to get your guys' feelings on it, how you felt. That was the last show in that venue. Um, they are moving over to the Garden Walk, which is across the street from Disneyland in November. So they'll be opening up then. But this is going to be the last House of Blues show we're going to see for quite some time. And how did you guys feel about it? Joey, how, d- how did you feel about our last show there? Um, personally, I had a lot of emotions running through me on that show. I've, I've been dealing with that venue personally for most of your life, right? Yeah, I've, I want to say o- over a decade for sure. Um, when I first started playing music, I was in a cover band called uh, Funky Monks, and we did nothing but Red Hot Chili Peppers covers. And we got lucky enough to uh, get really close with the sound manager there. His name was Kurt. He was able to um, get us a few shows at this House of Blues, and we actually got to play one of like my most memorable shows there, which was um, with Lit and Drama Rama. So that was pretty, like, just not only that, but just I've seen many, many, like good bands there. Mm-hmm. Wait, you played with Lit and Dramarama? Yeah. yeah. Are you shitting me? Did no. you see them backstage? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, were they cool? Why um, do I not know yeah, this? They actually were. They were <laughs> They've been roommates cool. for how long now? And I don't know this. <laughs> I mean, this was, I think I was like 19. When and? I, I Did I not know I, you when I was 19? Hey, it, it, I'm pretty sure that I was posting about it and stuff because at the time we were 
pretty into the band. Wait, it how was old? A pretty big show. How old were you when you joined Flanders? Sixteen, seventeen, seventeen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was seventeen, but we wow. did this as a kind of a reunion show. Like we got back together for this. Oh, show. okay. Did you post it on MySpace? I mean, I Maybe. probably that's probably why I didn't that's see it. Friendster, yeah. more of a Friendster <laughs> thing. Yeah. On AOL chat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on AIM. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just messaged everybody. Zach was one of my top eight friends on MySpace, and I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Honestly, no joke. I made note, top eight. <laughs> I was. I took so much pride in being somebody's top. Like I would give Cody, our, one of our mutual. <laughs> you heard friends, that? I did. He Cody, took so much pride in being a top. Like so much. <laughs> if I wasn't in his top friends. Right? Upsetting. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so not only did I get to play a bunch of like iconic shows from me there, I got to see like so many awesome I got to see Less Than Jake, Goldfinger, Chevelle, um just so many like iconic bands in my mind that I got to see there. So I mean we got to close it down. Yeah. And that's I really wanted it to be like a special show, a, like a big grand show, and I feel like it was. I feel like every band came gave it their all from from <laughs> from Eve all the way t- to us I feel like everybody went up there and put on a great show I mean uh to to clarify what Joey just said um we there was five bands that performed it that evening Eve of Destruction was the first and then it was uh Karate, Karate in the Garage yes uh, with one of our ex members Talina she's she was great they did an amazing job and then there was Skudan in the middle they were fantastic I am one of our ex members will yeah. <laughs> and then there was one of our really good friends, which I really hope we can get on the podcast one of these days, Hooray for Our Side. And then, of course, we close, we headline the set. We didn't clothesline it. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave mean, it the people's elbow. We might the as rock well. bottom. I mean, <laughs> if you smell. So. <laughs> so that's, no, that's awesome, Joey. That's, that's awesome that you, like, I, I, I feel the same way, man. Like, yeah. we were on stage, and I was just watching the crowd and feeling like, like I was getting like I got a little choked up. There was a couple times during the set when people were just screaming our names and jumping around, and I, oh, I totally yeah. felt that. I felt I'm, that energy, man. Dude, that was that was dope. Like yeah, when they were chanting "Stupid Flatters," oh man, dude, I yeah, was that just was like, that was awesome. I was yeah. I was it, it was a little. We, it was we, I, f- I felt the love. Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely one of those like moments where I felt like okay, we've like we've we've done something we, positive we, here. You're yeah. all like. Mom, I made it. But on top of that, too, it's been all the House of Blues shows that we've played there. I feel like oh every, yeah. every time we end one of those sets, whether we're you know the opener or the closer, we always have some sort of good like reception or a good reaction, good experience. Yeah. I mean, that alone makes closing the show that much more memorable. Memorable, like the experience alone was. I mean, I'm just like I'm. I can't remember any time where we played the House of Blues and we didn't have a decent sized crowd mm-hmm. on the floor. So. Like that place is always just going to be awesome for me. Like as far as memories go. Yeah, it was it was, it was somewhat bittersweet in the sense as well, because like yeah, I mean it was it was great that we got to play, but it's like the fact that we're not going to get to play that particular location anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it it's bittersweet in that as w- in that regard as well, yeah. you know. But I'm just glad that we all got to, you know, t- got to take part of that, and our fans were you know there to support mm-hmm. us, and then they c- we I mean we got called on for an encore. That was I mean that was great yeah. too. I I do have to say though, I found it very funny that they like. They're like, oh, it's the last show. We're not going to stock up on anything. And <laughs> yeah. they like ran out they, of everything. They started to they started to dwindle on stuff. I wanted to wanted the PBR the other night for the for the stage, and they only had like Bud Lights left. My, so my, I, had to drink I don't think they ever had PBR in stock that night. Oh, did they not? No. Oh, no, like the closest thing was fucking Coors Light, which was what I was drinking. Got it. Oh, and then Bud Light. Oh, thanks to uh, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa, for the Bud Light. But it was Bud Light. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
uh, Zach, anything you want to want to add to how you feel about the show? I mean, uh, honestly, it was just uh, every House of Blues show is it's like it's like when I'm get when I get on that stage. There's something different about me, you know. Like I don't know the whole joke is I, I look sad on stage all the time. Well, every time somebody <laughs> takes a goddamn picture of me, I swear it pisses me off. They always, always look like the saddest boy in the world. Dude, they get they get me in the weirdest like like pose or something like that. I swear to God, it's no, like I actually get that too. Like a lot of the I'm pictures like, oh. that that I see of me on stage, I'm like, oh god, please no. <laughs> and uh, no, but uh, the uh, <coughs> yeah, I always. Um, I always catch me in like the the most upsetting pose, but like here's the thing, like every time though, I'm just like, I'm I'm focused for one thing. So mm-hmm. if I look like that, it's usually because I'm focused. But like that, every time I get to House of Blues, I'm just like, there's something. It's like something gets channeled through me, like some different type of energy altogether. And I'm just like, I like I'm like channeling the the, the soul of <laughs> it, Jimi Hendrix through my body as I'm like playing Whoa, Drunken wow. Panther. Wow, okay, like that. <laughs> that's a bold statement. Hey sir. man, <laughs> I'm not saying. Hey, no, let me be clear. I'm not saying that I'm as good as Jimi Hendrix by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is, like, the, the passion, the intensity that he played with on stage. Where okay, just I, like I get you. It you know, you. It yeah, overcomes I, I, me. I feel what you're saying. And, like, I just... It's like this, It's like this like overcoming, like, warmth that mm-hmm. just, like, engulfs you. As soon oh, as how, how, can you not, how can you not be excited when you have hundreds of people literally shouting your band's name? No, yeah. Or, like, or like singing, singing along. Yeah, I, singing along. I, I, talked I, about mean, this, I talked about this last podcast, but... Like there were several songs, not just my way this time, but there were several songs that people I saw people in the audience mouthing to and yes. like like chanting our yeah. songs, "Go Nuts for Donuts,", Donuts fucking yep. uh, "Drunken Panther." Like everybody was singing along, and these were all these were they really were all of our big fans I that wanted to come see us out. I was like blown away when the audience was literally singing the words to "Smells Like Teen Spirit" because mm-hmm. we don't we don't play yeah, any don't, words to that song. It's all instrumental. Yeah. Just uh, that's Jeremy's favorite song. They were <laughs> No, I get to fucking rest, but grab some but beer. The, but the yes. fact that the audience was just so pumped up and energized that they were just like screaming the actual lyrics of the song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was starting to scream the lyrics of the song. I was getting <laughs> all pumped up. No, yeah. Well, I mean, like it was awesome. Like you know, when I'm up there and like doing the verses and stuff, and then like when we get into the chorus, remember that whole moment where like half of the crowd was jumping up and down with us, and I was like, Dude, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I mean that's I mean as much as I kind of want to talk about the the House of Blues show it was amazing, and I really want to thank all the fans for coming out because that was really like a cool moment I think for all of us in the band, not just yeah, the four definitely. of us here. Speaking like, of fan, oh oh no, I was just want to say like since uh, our first uh, podcast episode we ha- we had that moment where we're like what's our favorite moments being in the band? Uh, I would have to say that's easily number one or two right there. Oh definitely, oh, yeah. I, I agree totally. with that. Um, so speaking of fans and t- thinking of the fans, um, uh, like I said, Amanda did message us on Facebook and if you guys ever want to get out to us and like you have questions or you want something that like you're interested in, and you want us to talk about, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like we will take your info, we will take your stuff and we'll totally talk about it because I mean, we are egotistical. We'll talk about our stuff all the time, but if you uh, want, <laughs> uh, maybe you're egotistical. That's, that's probably We're pretty level headed. So yeah. Amanda, Amanda reached out to us and uh, she sent us this message. So I wanted to read it to you guys, and then we'll kind of we'll talk about. She asked us some questions in it, so we can kind of go into there. So, so she go. Amanda says, "So I hear you guys are recording your next podcast soon. I would like to know if you can answer some questions for us fans. First question: What has been your stupidest moment? Second question: Can you give us a hashtag Flanders Fun Fact about yourself? Oh my God. Third question: What is your favorite Simpsons moment? And I know we're all big Simpsons fans, so I don't think that's going to be a stretch that's of the imagination. Not, yeah. 
Um, and then she, she she goes on to say, I want to let you guys know I really enjoyed the podcast, and I'm looking forward to more. Awesome guys. Awesome job, guys. Awesome guys. Awesome guys. <laughs> awesome job, guys. By the way, the last House of Blues show was so with four O's. Epic. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. We, we really you, appreciate Amanda. for uh, thank for you, Amanda. Out to us. And, uh, I think let's let's see if we can answer her questions to the best. Let's, let's start with the first Actually, one. Actually, Simpsons reference. Uh, Amanda Hugging Kiss is uh, one of the yeah. names that Bart calls in to Mo to prank call. That is true. Very true. Just wanted to say that. That's a good name. No, no, that's a uh, Ivana Tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Icy uh, Wiener. Oh wait, that's that's Future Real. <laughs> that's Future Hugh Jass, I believe, was one of them. <laughs> Hugh Jass. Joey Jojo Shabadoo Jr. <laughs> Junior Shabadoo, that's right. Uh, all right, so the first uh, the first question is, what has been your most your stupidest moment? And I don't think we need to confine this to the band. Let's just talk about your stupidest moment as a person, because I can definitely think of one for me. It was the night that I got my my trombone from Veg. I took a girl out, and I decided to bring her with me to the. It was a hooray for our side show that I had gone to. So, um, so I take this girl out, and I don't want to tell the story. I really don't want to tell this story. Okay, he's not going to tell the story. I'm going to bust it down to the bare basics for you. <laughs> like she did? We're at <laughs> So we're at we're at a, a house party uh, when Veg was still living in Orange, right? No, no, no. This was uh, this wasn't at one of Veg's house parties. Uh it was it was in Anaheim. The 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 incident Like you went to the show and then you went back to and then Anaheim. And we drove back to Anaheim because okay. I was living in Anaheim at the time. Right, so right. we were like Hanging around in the area. Okay. Uh, needless to say, uh, I got a terrible, terrible hand job from her. I don't. It was terrible, <laughs> and I don't like to remember <laughs> it. So we're gonna move on. Joey, what was your stupidest moment? <laughs> don't remember. That's that? a little bit too easy to remember, to be honest. Um, oh, your first yeah, show. Yes, my first show. My first show with Flanders. I, like I said, when I joined this band, I was 17, so I was a young child. A young lad. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. Boom, boomba. Very nice. Boomba, not in front of the kids. Okay, so my my stupidest memory is a little bit too easy to remember. I was playing at a very, very legendary um, venue in Hollywood. I won't say the name for legal reasons, but um, it was pretty epic. Um, I remember I was 17 years old. I got done playing the show, and all the people that came to see us were just super stoked that I was underage and playing at this at this venue and they just decided to buy me the special of the night which was a shot in a it was a shot in a beer for like nine bucks dude that's a fucking deal right there and, um, deal yeah, I, I know. was i was uh all over the place at that point i remember um specifically oh. being told i made out with a tree i stole jeremy's hat yeah, he stole, was, uh, he stole my Kangol hat, and then he kept yelling, I'm a rock star! <laughs> that was a big part <laughs> of the night. I was running around, a 17-year-old kid, mind you, um, drunk off of his mind, screaming, I'm a rock star in a venue in Hollywood. Okay, that's that's besides the point. That's, 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 <laughs> the, that's a part of the story. On the way home, I'm so inebriated that I uh, decide to puke all over our equipment. And decided it to, you decided this. <laughs> it no, wasn't. Okay. It wasn't necessarily like a subtle like, bleh, all over stuff. Apparently, they looked back to me and said, "Hey, Joey, you all right?" And I said, "Yeah." And then the next minute, I just went, bleh, and <laughs> yeah. puke was everywhere. Like you so didn't even bother to move your head at all because I was in the front seat. Our former uh, sax player Nate was driving. I looked back and I go, "Joey, you good?" And he looks at me kind of and he goes, "Yeah, I'm all right." 
and then and then you just dribble down the, you just the dribbled all shirt. down the front of your shirt. The last thing I remember from that night is our then saxophone player taking off my pants in the bathroom, <laughs> and I was just freaking out. Like <laughs> I was grounded for a month after that show, just so everyone knows. Oh yeah. That, by the way, his fucking father was there at the time, and he was a that was before was a sergeant, we knew he? who he was, and he was kind of like weary of this whole like why is my son playing with these guys in Hollywood and but you know eventually we became friends with his dad and now we fucking wasn't yeah. wasn't your dad was a cop a at that time or something? Oh uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. He's a sergeant, right? No. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was not. What, what was his badge number? <laughs> <laughs> What other pertinent information do we got for him? Social security pin number. <laughs> but now my dad is a very good friend of the band. Let's just put yeah. it there. Yeah. He's, he's at like 90% of our shows, and I, I think that's kind of an awesome Constant yeah, show going. Yeah, pretty much. He's there a lot. Thank you, Dad. This is a shout-out to you and Claudia. Thanks, and, George. And, and they're, actually Thanks, get, they're actually getting married very soon, so. Oh, Woo! Congratulations. congratulations. Everybody's getting married right now. Yeah. Not me. Fuck that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what no. is love? No, but... um. The only thing that I can come up with is something that would probably happen. I wouldn't want to say often because that makes me look like a fucking alcoholic. But like while playing at fucking the House of Blues in downtown Disney, there was one time where I got fucking drunk before we even went on. And I forgot about maybe I want to say f- about 40% of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, you you were missing lyrics to cover songs? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. That's that's and then that's I was when knocking really over drunk. beers and I was like, "Okay, you know what? Um can we just fucking, you know, rewind and like yeah." I that's remember easily. I remember that moment too because you were like Veg was like play the next song, like start singing the next yeah, song. Yeah. And and Jeremy was so freaked out about that he'd spilled his beer. He's like, "But I spilled my beer." I'm a rock star. I did not talk like a fucking hillbilly, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's well, the... Well, what? <laughs> Zach? It's not like I get drunk and then fucking revert to my hillbilly days. <laughs> Let's go vitamin V next. Uh, oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so, since I was 21 in this band, I've ha- I've carried this nickname. Nice. Uh, I've carried this nickname with uh, with me called uh, Vitamin V Neck, and uh, Woo! <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's probably not not my best moment in life. But uh, anyhow, um, when I was twenty one, uh, on when I was twenty one on uh, one of our Halloween parties uh, back when Veg used to live in Orange, um, so uh, <laughs> I uh, met a girl, and uh, you know we we were both sloshed at this party um <laughs> to say the least yeah uh th- we were both sloshed at this party and uh you know one thing led to another more or less and uh so we started uh making out and then she took off my pants and then i turned on the tv no actually no uh <laughs> no, we went out to her uh, went out we went out to her car and uh started uh making out to get to the bullet points we were doing some stuff Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm telling this. Okay, well, anyhow, yeah. what happened, the the reason they call me vitamin V-neck is because when I was younger, I used to wear a lot of V-necks, for one thing, always always with the V-necks. When you oh, were the younger? Tay Dig sweater. <laughs> yeah, with my Tay Dig sweater. Yes. And my, like, brown boots somehow. I always yeah. looked like white Tay Digs. <laughs> white Digs. It's a classy uh, look, though. Yeah, it is a classic look. Uh, I looked like a rapper who never made it big. Uh <laughs> Anyhow, you're like Drake, but not <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, anyhow, so like wh- the reason why they call me the vitamin V neck part of it is uh, 
So I start going down on this girl. <laughs> Oral copulation. <laughs> <laughs> Oral copulation, yeah. And uh, obviously, th- so this is my first time, uh, if we're being completely honest, this is me losing my virginity and among other things virginity. as well. Virginity. Uh, virginity. Virginity. I think cunnilingus is my virgin. too, right? Yeah, yes, it is, actually. That, is, that would be the scientific term for and it. And fellatio. Anyhow, yes. I'm, I'm performing uh, a fellatio of sorts on her. No, no, <laughs> no. You would be performing cunnilingus. If you're Whatever it is. Fellatio, that's a little different. <laughs> Maybe... But who are we to judge? It's the 21st century. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyhow, I'm going down on this girl. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, we've been going at it for, like, nearly five hours now. So, like. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I mean, it's not it's not a talent. i got to be honest. Going that long is not a gift, just for anybody that cares to know. But oh. anyhow. <laughs> Do you uh, like how he subtly brought that in, though? He's like, oh, we were going for, like. Oh, five hours. Here's here's the thing, it's actually relevant to that. The reason why I said that is because around the fourth or fifth hour or so, like I'm like I'm out. I'm out of spit. Wait, I'm are you of, serious about I'm, hours? Why would I joke about that, dude? I, you know remember we talked about this before the podcast? Well, I am, when I say it, to be honest, I'm not I don't lie. I really s- don't lie. Side note. Right. If that's not true, it will be found out soon, just so you know, because you've said it. Stated. <laughs> well, if she remembers October twenty eighth, two thousand and eleven, wow. then uh, like Zach wow. apparently does. Zach remembers that, <laughs> dude. Listen, man, I got a photographic memory. I remember. Well, sh- I, remember I guess shit. he would remember C- the day on, he lost his beer card. Please, this is getting. This is getting oh, yeah, very yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So around the fourth or fifth hour, and like I said, it is relevant. Uh, I was, I'm like, I'm out. I'm like kaput, out of energy. I got no spit. Got no anything. Like I'm completely drained. Both literally and metaphorically speaking. Right. And uh, the <laughs> – don't look at me like that. Uh, anyhow, so we're still going, and I'm, like, going down on her, and then I was like, oh, man, I'm out of spit. And she's like – she's like, here, use this. And she hands me <laughs> – she hands me a bottle of citrus-flavored vitamin water. Oh, my. And my dumbass thinks, like, oh, okay, I can just put that – on her, and then that'll make it easier for me to go uh, more on her. And so, so what you're saying is so that you poured I citrus vitamin water. I doused her onto a female's private parts. I doused her vagina in vitamin. Yes, vitamin water. You heard it here, ladies she and gentlemen. <laughs> she what she thought because she was apparently the mo- the only rational person between the two of us uh, was. She said she was. She meant that I should just drink it to get some saliva. I was like, thinking, like any normal person would think. Hey, man, that was my first time. All right, <laughs> give me a break. Maybe it's one of those weird kids. It's a fire down do. there. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, it burned like shit. <laughs> I can oh, only good times. imagine. Hey, I got better. <laughs> And those were our stupidest moments. And definitely, yeah. definitely our stupidest. Wow, moments. that was only the first question. Okay, second All question. Right, so second question. We'll, we'll go through. Well, let's cut through. Let's get we'll to bullet points here. Can you give a Flanders fun fact about yourself? Um, I can start this one out because I love and hate the story all at the same time. Um, when we were we were looking to write a new song and we didn't know what to write, and so it was one night we had I'd gotten to practice, but I wasn't ready to go in. I was working on something on my phone, doing something in my car. I don't quite remember. I walk in, and everybody's staring at me, and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, were you eating donuts outside? <laughs> and I was like, no, I was not eating donuts. Like, what? I get, like, I'm a bigger guy, but, I, like, it's not like donuts are, like, on my meal prescription no, every th- day. I thought the reason that we said that was because somebody saw, like, one of those traditional pink boxes in your yeah. car. I'm pretty sure that was it, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so eventually it just came around to... 
uh, we started writing, we were writing music that night, and everybody's like, well, why don't we just write a song about Donut? Oh, actually, we wanted to write a song about me, Bill Lazerman, and it was going to be called The Ballad of Bill Lazerman, and we started writing, talking about Donuts and writing about that, and eventually we just kind of, we settled on the song Donuts, and that's kind of where it came from. So, yep. yeah, A Mistake of Me Eating Donuts is where one of our <laughs> more popular songs has come from. That Do not eat anything around us. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool, because that's one of, the, uh, one of the only times where us collectively as a band just sat around and mm-hmm. wrote a song. To my knowledge, that was one of two times that we've done that. Was the other one Drunken Panther? We did that with Drunken Panther. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But this one was a little bit more special because we had, like, everyone there in a parking lot with beer. Yeah. Remember, we had beer that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. And we were just having so much fun. It was, like, so loose and Yeah. It was was great. We did... We did. I think we did a really good job with that song. That was a fun one to write. And it was written in the span of uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we, we so got we got the awesome. we got everything. <laughs> basically three chords. So it was. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. I wanted to write something kind of this like similar to Real Big Fish and their style mm-hmm. of. I want to say like simple guitar parts with an elaborate horn part because ska ska's broken up into many different ways. And I wanted yeah. to write something a little bit more fun, a little bit more upbeat and lighthearted. And then we just decided to write a song about donuts. That was really fun. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Joey, what's your uh, Flanders fun fact? Um. My Flanders fun fact, uh, a lot of people probably know this already, but if you don't, I'm a humongous Ninja Turtles freak. I'm a teenage, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanatic. Yeah, pretty and, much. Um, I actually have a tattoo of Donatello, and the rest of my tattoos correspond with the other turtles, but that's just how much of a Ninja Turtle fanatic I am. The fun fact, well, if that wasn't already one, is that when we wrote Smells Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, we didn't know whether we wanted to actually just on cover smells like teen spirit or not mm-hmm. um and what happened was i was like you know what it'd be really fun to kind of just let, let the horns do the do the, do the vocals mm-hmm. and i remember we were like yeah that's fun but the wh- doing the whole song like that just kind of feels it's too slow yeah so then i was like hey, and why repetitive don't, why don't we just throw in a cover of turtles at the end of it and i remember veg was like yeah let's try it and it rolled and that's it stuck I think it and sounds really good too. Then that's we, we we actually got the blend of the drums. The drums is what segue. That's true. The, and we got the, the blend, the blend of, the drums of that like right away to too. That was the beauty of turtles. it. We nailed that song in one practice too. That's one oh, thing was I remembered. Awesome. Was it? No, and, was and it thank Steven, you to, uh, to Matt Cruz, right? which who was the uh, oh, that's true. original Maddie, uh, Maddie drummer. Cruz. Oh no, it's Maddie. Yeah, it was our OG our OG Flanders drummer when I first joined the band. That was that was actually really fun for me. That's my fun fact. So all right, Jeremy. I don't have a fun fact. I've been sitting here trying to think of one. I. It, they're all fun facts to me. Well, what, what, what's what, something that the fans don't know about you? What's yeah? What is your nickname? I forgot. What, what was your nickname in the band? Yeah, explain your nickname. That's a good one. So okay, they like to call me Cadbury for the pure fact that I fucking hate Cadbury cream eggs, and the reason that came up was we were at Veg's house one. I think it was around Easter, or either before or after or something. But anyway, the candy was present, and I mentioned that I've never eaten it. I don't think I would like it. They're like, oh, you have to eat it. Like, it's so delicious. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And then they all gathered around like I was fucking, like, about to do something really crazy. And then I just unwrapped one. I took a bite into it, and I gave this, like, super sour face. I was like, dude, it it feels like my fucking teeth are melting. And then, like, everybody was fucking dying laughing. And then from then on, they're like, oh, Cadbury. I'm like, eh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's stuck. Yeah. 
it no. literally stuck for 10 plus years. I mean, it's dying away. No, bit, but slowly, but yeah, it's it's, it's still it's there. We'll 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 bring it up here. It's reminiscent. I mean, exactly. we have a. We have I a I promise you, if you bring it up, I will not like you. <laughs> we have, we do have an album named after it. That is true. Just saying. Actually, uh, that is true. Gathering I was on the cover of the first right. Stupid Flanders album stupid before Flanders. I was in the band. Before I was in the band. <laughs> oh, that's right. Before me too, actually. Yeah. I'm the only one that was in that album. Yeah. Uh, Veg. Veg was there too. Mm-hmm. Veg is not here though. You're that's not true. here. Take that. I'm not here. I'm nowhere. But Veg hopefully will be in a future podcast. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to get him out. I, I want to do a full. I want to do a full talk about the origins of the band and like kind of a thing. Maybe even bring Maddie in for a show. It'd be great. All right, Jeremy or Zach. <laughs> Zach, one, two, Zach, one, two, three, one, two, three. Zach, hashtag Flanders Fun Fact. Flanders Fun Fact. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> other than vitamin V neck being uh, <laughs> the fun fact. I don't know if that's a fun fact about the band, more of a fun fact about you. Zach, Zach has this ability to, no matter how excited he is while he's playing music, he looks like he's pissed off or just sad the whole time. Just can having we, the worst we, time we ever. That we we time? did, but we're going to talk about it again because I think that's a good Flanders fun fact for you. So well, if you think if you think Zach's really sad at a show, like his puppy didn't die, I promise you, like he's okay. Go <laughs> go up and smile. He, I'm he sad just doesn't that like the show is when he, when he like, performs. For anybody interested in testing that theory, go through our Facebook page and look through all of our pictures and look for Zach and look at his face. And try to count how many times out of how many pictures you've seen that his face looks just like, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I don't want to be here. You could make a, <laughs> you could actually make a drinking game out of it. And yeah. Theoretically, get drunk. You would get you're really gonna drunk. be fucking. You'd be drunk. You're after gonna get alcohol pictures. poisoning. Yeah, you're gonna probably <laughs> die. I, I, mean, I like to call it his focus face because he's just so focused that he's he doesn't sad. really care about his happiness being portrayed. Yeah, I would say uh, that was your fun fact for me. I'd say probably a fun fact about Flanders that well, it's not really directly related to me as much as it is about the rest of the band. But when we were writing Drunken Panther, the original song title. Of oh yeah, this song Drunken Panther was Drunk as Panthers, High as Bull Weevils. I don't know how or why this came up, but we were at Veg's yeah. house uh, at the time. Well, we were sitting we were around drinking. the table and we were drinking. Go <laughs> we were bigger, drinking. So sorry, where that kind of w- somewhat inspired it. But we were we were <laughs> talking. We're trying to think of like a song, you know, how to put together a song, and uh, this we got the the music down okay. And he was writing lyrics, and and just out of fucking nowhere, like he pulled out of his ass, just like, you know, he's like, oh, what are we were drunk as Panthers, high as bull weevils, drunk as Panthers, high as bull weevils. And I wanted to be noted that I at that point I didn't even know what a fucking bull weevil. Yeah, we was. literally had we to had spend to look like it five up. minutes looking up what a bull weevil was. We went on our phones to look up what a bull weevil is, and, and apparently uh, it's a type of bug, right? It's a type of field bug or something like. And I think I think to be quite honest with you. Like I mean, it was a fun little activity, but yeah, we had to stick with Drunken Panther and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe eventually we can call a song "High as Bull Weevils" or "High Bull Weevils." That would actually be kind of cool, a little reggae song or something <laughs> like that. Actually, <laughs> l- Keep little that in the bank. Little side note to that: the only reason that we even came up with Drunken Panther is because that was the only thing I could come up with that rhymed with "Stupid Flanders." Oh so yeah, oh yeah. I couldn't come up with anything else that rhymed with "Stupid Flanders" but "Drunken Panther." Mm-hmm. Uh, I just. Some and that was barely even rhyming. It's a slant <laughs> rhyme. It, you're yeah. a slant rhyme. <laughs> I am a slant rhyme. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, last question from Amanda is: uh, What is your favorite Simpsons moment? I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk first on this one. I know there are so many. There's though, way too many. And that's, like, that's the problem. Um, I I will say the one that I I quote personally probably more than anything else is the episode where they're doing the film festival 
at in Springfield, and everybody's bringing their films in, and then uh, Burns Burns decides to make a film with Steven Spielberg. Spielbergo, Senor Spielbergo, <laughs> the greatest Steven Spielberg uh, director from Mexico he could find. Yeah. And so they're watching the movie, and it's basically all these these takes of like other different uh, of other different. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg movies, and everybody's booing the film while they're in the movie theater, and uh, and Burns is like, "Are they booing me?" And then Smithers saying, like, "In no, a moment, are of they genius. saying, are they saying boo or boo Burns?" <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. And then so and so uh, Smithers is like, "No, they're saying boo Burns." <laughs> and then and then uh, Mr. Burns stands up and goes, "Were you saying boo or boo Burns?" And they're all boo. And then little mole man, Hans mole man, <laughs> and he goes. I was saying booers, <laughs> and for me, whenever someone boos, I always say that I was saying booers. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. That is definitely one of my favorite Simpsons moments. All right, Joey, you're up. Honestly, for me, um, my favorite thing about The Simpsons when I was growing up was um, any Treehouse of Horror episode. I loved the Halloween specials. But um, anyway, I. One of my f- my favorite Halloween specials specifically was um, the one where Bart spe- like apparently has an evil twin brother named yeah. H- named Hugo that lived in the attic and ate fish heads. I don't know why, it just like it creeped me out so much <laughs> <laughs> that they had like a a weird twin that yeah, they were keeping in the attic. It was so creepily done, but by the end of the episode, th- there was like a twist to it too that Bart was actually the evil twin. And they rocked. They locked up the wrong one. Yeah, I was like, and then he was all like, "Don't look at me like you're so surprised." Right, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. I was just like, "This episode is so twisted." I'm like, "This is yeah." That actually like stuck out of my mind as one of my favorite Simpsons memories. So <laughs> that's great. I personally love all the fucking like of Homer's like uh, one-liners, like when um, I forgot what episode it was, but like the kids were up in the treehouse and doing something, and then Marge was like, you know. She talks to Homer. She says, like, you know, what do you think the boys are doing up there? And he goes, I don't know, drug lab? And Marge is like, drug lab? And he's like, I don't know, we're reading comics. Who am I, Kreskin? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then another, like, another one was uh, like, Homer, how are the kids going to get home? He goes, I don't know, internet? <laughs> so just Homer in general. Is basically, definitely. Homer one-liners in general are just awesome. Oh, and uh, Grandpa Simpson. Ah, he's yeah. a classic. All right, Zach. <laughs> I got yeah. a Flanders moment. I mean, I, it's kind of hard. There's, there, there are, uh, there are too many Simpsons moments and stuff like that. Um, I mean, when I was growing up, like I would used to joke with. We would watch the newest Simpsons episodes with, uh, you know, on Sunday, and then come and talk about it on Monday in elementary school. And like we would always talk about, like if Ralph was in an episode, like with his little bits and stuff like that. You know, like just the fact that he's just so dumb and out of place in <laughs> each of these little bits. Like you know, like. The one where he like flies through the window and he's like, "I'm a brick." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, or like he's uh he's like out in the field or something like that, and a wolf like <laughs> comes and picks him up like by his like by the nape of his neck, and he's like, "Are you my mommy? You smell like dead bunnies." <laughs> 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 or the ever classic like, uh, what was it like? That's where I see the leprechaun. <laughs> he told me to burn things. <laughs> But, I mean, I'd say any Ralph moment is pretty solid. Or, like, there was one little bit, though, that always stands out to me, too. And I still quote it to this day um, because Jeremy reminded me of it a few years back. And it was, like, where uh, where, uh, Bart is, like, seeking a lawyer or something like that. He goes (laughs) to the office. 
at, like, goes to the, what, I forgot his name. What's the? Uh, uh, Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz, yeah. Lionel Hutz's is uh, office, and he goes there, and he's like, he's like telling him his story and stuff like that. And he's like, but your ass said no money down. And he's like, no, I, I, that's a common mistake. And he like takes it and takes a Sharpie and edits it. He's like, no, money down. <laughs> he's like, works on contingency. No, money down. <laughs> <laughs> works on contingency? <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, guys. Well, uh, uh, Amanda, again, thank you for your your contribution to the podcast. Uh, I think we all had a lot of fun with with that. <laughs> yeah. Again, if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, do find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, MySpace, wherever. Uh, there's plenty of there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us, and we will we'll definitely answer your questions because we we really love hearing from you guys. So, yeah. Um, I think the the big thing we really wanted to talk about this podcast was uh, X Men Apocalypse that and came out Captain a America couple weeks a couple well. weeks ago. It's a, it's a Marvel fun-filled uh, extravaganza right now. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you point to your crotch when he said X Men Apocalypse? No, bitch. he pointed to his crotch when he said extravaganza, fun-filled extravaganza, <laughs> fun-filled so. extravaganza. Uh, I was like, look at Wolverine. That's what I call my Jesus dick. Christ. <laughs> He's got spikes. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. How did you guys feel about it? I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, was I'll agree with you on that. I definitely think that that was probably my favorite X Men movie to date. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I had my yeah. even better than First Class. Yes. Oh yeah, I, it was wow. way better, dude. It was way. Be- I mean, First Class was great, but Apocalypse was something else, man. It was just like it was good action sequences, and it was long enough to explain the story thoroughly, especially about Apocalypse and what he was trying to accomplish. And like, I mean, I had my doubts about it because, like, I know when he when they first introduced Apocalypse before the movie came out, like everybody was like, "Oh, he looks like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers," you know, if you guys remember <laughs> that from the '90s. Um, but Oscar Isaac did uh, such a great job at you know uh, portraying yeah. that um, that 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 intensity and that evil, you know, that uh, well, it's not necessarily like, like he was evil as much as he was. Um, like he, oh, there's there, there, bad guys are always like misunderstood in these types of movies. I feel like they always have a plan that means well, but like obviously to the uh, human being or to like the to the you know the, the the sensitive person, it's like oh okay, that's a really you're gonna kill a lot of people. That's really yeah. Bad. They just have a skewed. Most villains have a skewed version of how they want to see the world, and they're like like Ultron. I want it. What like Ultron like exactly? Ultron. Or or uh, Red Skull or wait, what was Red Skull's like? I'm gonna help the world. Red Red Skull wanted to so turn everybody into Nazis. Yeah, exactly. He it's wanted like to be if everybody's Nazis, then no one would be racist. Exactly. <laughs> See, he just wanted to make the world better in this weird, twisted, sadistic way. Okay. So, um, I actually learned that. The, I didn't know that at all when I saw the movie. But Oscar Isaac did a fantastic job as Apocalypse, and I completely agree with you with that. I think he did a great job. Being, I mean, he's been kind of the big. He's been kind of the big guy. He was in Star Wars, and now he's in Apocalypse, and like. He's been doing a lot of work lately, and I, I give him a thumbs up. I give him two thumbs up. Like the Fonz? Uh, like the Fonz. <laughs> um, how did you feel about the integration of the newer characters, Jean Grey and bringing Nightcrawler in and having Scott Summers? Because they kind of took the majority of the plot. Like, you didn't have the the other older characters. Like, Mystique was a, was a portion of the movie, but she wasn't a big part of it. Yeah. Like, they really left it to the like the younger X-Men generation to I thought, to it, push I thought it was forward. interesting seeing like Storm, you know, like like her like her like actually doing of. something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then like 
I thought. I'm I mean, sorry, I, but like Storm never does anything in any of the movies, and I guess apparently she does. Something oh no, in this you one, right? Oh no, she you made it slightly windy. Oh man, I can't play football today. <laughs> oh no, it's raining. You guess defeated me. Got to take my umbrella. Out. Oh god, my car's <laughs> stuck in the mud. Oh man, uh, game over. Yeah. Curse you, Storm. Uh, no, but uh, I'd say uh, I thought I had my doubts about Jean Grey as well during the whole thing. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sansa Stark, you know, and obviously uh, Sophie Turner plays. Um, Jean Grey in this movie right here, but uh, I uh, I had my doubts about it because the whole movie was just like, ah, oh God, it's just like Jean Grey being whiny again about her powers and stuff like that, and then like towards the you know at the very end where what happens happens, you know, it was uh, I was like, wow, dude, I, I was like sitting there intense, like I was like, oh man, dude, she kicked the crap out of him basically. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I I liked I liked the little addition, the little little subtle hint. The, the yeah, the the best part of the movie for me actually was the new cast. I actually kind of like the direction it's going. Um, I, I I feel like there's chemistry between these young these young people, mm-hmm. whereas like maybe with the older people, like with Hugh Jackman and with even like, you know, the, the just the older crew that was the original X Men, they're yeah. probably kind of over it now. Yeah, they're older. James you know. uh, James Marsden, what's his name? Yeah, uh, he was Cyclops. He was the original the, uh, Cyclops. Uh, he was original I mean, Cyclops. he's probably not over it. He's young, but like the. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's probably like not <laughs> old as like, fuck. Like Ian McClellan and yeah, uh, Patrick Stewart playing. Exactly. Um, Though I, I I know that they've been talking about, like, ever since, like, the X-Men comics have been kind of round and, and Patrick Stewart started making his career, I know they've always been talking about having him, and he was a fantastic Professor X. But oh, he's awesome. I think James McAvoy has done a really good job. He of might even have done a better job, really to be quite honest with you. The problem with this whole thing, and they even address it in the movie, is X-Men 3. Yeah, you know, yeah they, they, they made a subtle they, they make it, yeah. They make a little subtle, like, little jab to the movie like oh the the the, the first star wars is the best one because it introduces the next one it's like oh but the second one's the best and they're like well we can always agree the third one's always the worst <laughs> like damn they make a subtle like subtle jab at their own movie but ironically apocalypse is the third movie in this uh, installment of new that's true which uh-huh. is kind of funny so it, and it, it's coincident it's funny no, it's that how we well, some of us believe this is the best version of the new generation though i also feel like in a lot of ways this is not like as you, you can look at first class and uh, Daisy Future's Past as kind of the 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 origin stories and kind of movies, but really if you look at this is the first movie that they really like set it on their own, and I would almost feel like this is kind of the first movie in whatever stream they're coming in. And if you kind of look at the the next like the hints that they had at the end of the movie and things like that, like they're they're building for something like like other. Yeah. Bigger universes well, have been doing. Yeah, I mean, isn't the intention to merge some of these Marvel universes together once they get the contracts all hashed out and what um, have you? I don't think that's true. If you, you might want to talk to Alan Quezada if you look or at somebody at Marvel. If you look at Spider-Man, they got the rights from, from Sony, right? Sony, yeah. It was Sony, they yeah. recast. So I'm sure if they get the, the rights from, from Fox for X-Men, they'll probably recast too. Yeah. Nah, and I don't, think, I don't think Marvel wants to go any farther because they have so much, they have so much content yeah, to go into right now. They have so many characters that they I've still ac- can deal with. I've actually read that Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is a little bit freaked out right now because they have too much on their plate. Yeah. They kind of want to step back and stop doing some stuff. Like they actually canceled the Inhumans movie. Oh, I love the Inhumans. They're some um, of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. I feel like they did that because of, because of the show. The uh, Agents of Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this last season did a full did a full spread on Inhumans, and they kind of, they kind of really used the, the storyline up. Yeah. And unless you're willing to do like the royalty of the Inhumans, you talk about like Black Bolt and Medusa and his brother Mad Max and all these different characters. Like you don't really have a whole like mo- lot more to go with it, you know. Especially b- besides, yeah. besides that, though, is what, what I was getting at was is with X Men. What they could do because um, Fox still has the rights to Deadpool, mm-hmm. they could merge Deadpool and X Men. 
Well, I believe they are. I mean, that's that's why you yeah, saw that's Colossus. Yeah, that's why you saw Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead in there. I do have to say, going back into Apocalypse, though, that the the best character by far was Quicksilver. Let's be real here, right? Hey, if you're, hey, if you're listening, Evan Peters, there's your shout out, buddy. <laughs> hey, Evan. No, uh, no, he was by far the uh, the best character. Um, in that show, I think. Uh, I mean, Quicksilver was just like the, the way they, they introduced right. him, the very moment they introduced him into the movie, like it was just so well done. It was perfect. Like they gave him the right amount of quip and banter and like, you know, certain finesse and style to right. him while still, uh, still like accurately depicting like how, how powerful he really is. I mean, even when he was taking on Apocalypse, like I was like, I was sitting there for at least a minute before everything else happened. Like I was like, Damn, dude! Like yeah. he's really. Uh, I mean, I I, I well, haven't seen Apocalypse yet, but like he was in which one was it? Days of Future's Past. Days of Future's yeah. Past. Yeah. When he introduced him in that movie, I was like, dude, this guy's a shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> theoretically, he is Magneto's son. Yep. So that's true. Yeah. To make him a badass, kind of. It's not really a stretch. <laughs> but which scene did you like more, the Quicksilver scene from Days of Future's Past or the Quicksilver scene from Apocalypse? I'd say from Apocalypse. I mean, here's the thing: the days from fu- Future Past was was fantastic. Don't get me wrong; I mean, it's, a, it's a hard choice, but I gotta say Apocalypse. Like the way they introduced him, though, the way for the movie. I mean, obviously everybody knew who he was if you've seen Days of Future Past, but the way they introduced him into this movie to give him that, like I said, that that finesse and style I was talking about, it was it was just it was it was literally on point. It was like there's not you could not have done a better job at introducing him into the into the yeah. story. Well, my obvious vote is fucking Days of Future Past because mm-hmm. I haven't seen Apocalypse. I'm yeah. actually going to vote for Days of Future Past in that one because in, Apo- in Apocalypse, I mean, the scene is really awesome. It's really awesome. I'm not I'm not trying to discredit the scene, but it made no sense at all. Quicksilver yeah. rolled up to the scene and just all of a sudden knew that the place was going to explode. Yeah, like that made no sense. At least in Days of Future's Past, they, shit was going down. W- they went to him by to the like time he was uh, like he, he was needed because, like, the, the 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 crisis had occurred already. Exactly, it made no sense to me that he just rolled up and was like, "Oh, this place is blowing up. Let me crack my fingers and go save everybody." Maybe that's part of his hidden powers. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's the case, but well, I, I no, we we don't fully know everything about him. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure that he 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 ran there. He was trying to find his his dad, which is obviously Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he w- he ran inside the building and he could he saw the explosion start to happen and he here's the thing I think Quicksilver yeah, I'm just like saying, for, a, him like for him to coincidentally be there at the time that all that is happening maybe you're right just a little bit unrealistic for me yeah I gotta I gotta agree with them on that I gotta agree with them on Zach that Zach I really liked Days of Future's Past scene better just because he did these subtle little change he like ran around the room and just did these subtle little changes moving the bullets. that well, changed he, he did everything. The- he did the same thing, more or less, in... Uh, it was more of a heist. It was more of a rescue moment than yeah. it was, like... I think the effect of what he did um, in Days of Future Past was so much more grandeur than it was in, like, sure, he saves everybody, and that was totally cool, and I... Like, that's a really cool moment, but couldn't, I feel couldn't, like... Couldn't save Alex. Yeah. Couldn't save Alex. Well, the great thing about Marvel characters is they never die. Um, yeah, I just feel like like the, the small things that he changed, changed, like, were, like, tsunamis, once, once like time had like kind of restarted, you know, once they got back into real time, and I really like that about that scene, especially when we talk about speedsters and moving in a different time than we do. I think they did a really good job of that, as compared. Not that not Apocalypse was bad, I just feel like they did it better in Days of Future's Past. I think we should talk about uh, kind of the big, the big seven-headed Hydra in the room, which is well, Captain no America. Um, so the new the new series. Uh, 
put a little context to all this, Marvel has been kind of rebooting their series of sorts. The characters are all the same. The storylines are all the same. They're just kind of re resetting everything back to one. And so in the new Captain America uh, issue one, it's actually revealed that at the end, he's been a Hydra agent the whole time. I'm not really sure because I don't know too much about the comic, but I know that, yeah, that's what you're that he's, been, he's been he's been like an undercover Hydra agent for the entire time. Yeah, I'm going to immediately call bullshit. Like, <laughs> And I, I completely agree. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, like my whole theory, as soon as I heard that from somebody who's like, dude, did you hear about Captain America? He might be a Hydra agent. Immediately, I'm like, okay, he's either undercover or he's under the influence or spell of something. There's no way that he is ah. a Hydra agent on his own. I like that you got to that point because somebody made a really good argument on, I think it was Reddit. But the guy was talking about um, a couple years ago in, in the Marvel Universe, it was like 2014, um, Red Skull had stolen Professor Xavier's brain and basically used it to create these hate waves. And so for a portion of time, like – like everybody who had been part of the fight against he called himself the red onslaught like kind of switched egos so like anyone who was good was bad and anyone who was bad was good because scarlet witch and doctor doom had done this spell to like try to make red skull good again and so the problem is not only did they ch make red skull good is they changed everybody else's so like carnage is acting like spider-man and helping out a bunch of people meanwhile like the avengers are trying to kill the x-men and like like Apocalypse like comes back because he was a kid at the time. It's really complicated, and he tries to take over the world. Like all these crazy things happen, and somebody was making an argument that like Steve never changed back, and that like he's like he's that just he's brainwashed stuck in, that, yeah. in that moment. And right. I think that's a really interesting part. And my big thing about this whole argument, I almost didn't want to talk about this just because um, it's an arc. We're seeing the first episode, and everybody's or we're seeing the first comic, and everybody's freaking out about it because they're like, "Oh my god, he's a Hydra agent!" And there's like people on Facebook like. My children, my child's crying because Captain America's a bad guy now. And you're like, well, tell your kid that, like, there's, like, it's tell an Tell your arc. kid to shut yeah. the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, for me, it's, like, <laughs> all those all those moments that they're talking about, I'm just, like, it's not it's not about that. It's about the arc. And they're they're setting up for a sting, and then they're going to get somewhere. Right, it's gonna right. Happen, you know? That's so. a big part of comics, though, is that they like to try to shock you, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, initially. Just to, just yeah, to get interest in the storyline. <laughs> but the whatever. thing about it is, like. Doing that though, I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never been a fan of like people that are they're writing, they're writing not for the the love of the comic, and you and some people online will agree with this too because there was a lot of, it was a lot of a, a lot of the hatred wasn't just about the fact that that like that was the arc or whatever. It was a lot of it was just because they're, they're they've lost the passion and their uh, Marvel's lost the passion and they're just doing I've, it I've read just that to too. create shock. shock I've read value. that too, but I kind of I kind of disagree with that sentiment. I think I think more or less what it is is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the movies are. They've taken off. They are, they are on oh, top of entity. the world in an essence. Like mm -hmm. nobody's gonna care what the comic books are gonna do. There's nothing original you can do in the comics that are gonna excite a, a fan base that much. So all they really have left is shock value. They're gonna go out there. They're gonna. Uh, you're talking. We're talking about it right now because it's so shocking. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with you on that. I think. I think there's a lot of good writers out right now, and they're making a lot of really good storylines. And I think I think that this is I, I I'll, I'll put it to you this way. What is it? A year and a half ago, Thor was a woman, and everybody oh freaked yeah. out about that. Like these are these little things that they're doing to try to change the universe. And I like these changes. I've been reading comics, um, on and off my whole life, but a lot in just the last six months or a year or so. I've I have this Marvel Unlimited like database of all the comics like you could possibly find from the Marvel universe, and there's a lot there. And you you look and you find these changes, and there's all these like. There's these ebb and flows, and I, I like the fact that writers are trying to do something new. I don't like 
when they get stagnant because you look at the 80s and that was kind of stagnant but then like as you moved along like you have these different characters coming out like uh Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel for a while, then she became Captain Marvel, and now Kamala Khan, who is this like Muslim girl from Jersey City, is now the new Miss Marvel. And I feel like like you make these changes and you do these new things and it like it, it takes something that's been going on for seventy years since the forties and it gives it something new, you know? Yeah, but I mean like when you think about it like them changing characters that way isn't anything really new. It's just they're trying to keep up with the times mm-hmm. and everything. Like um, I I I'm not well versed in like any of this uh, any of their storylines or whatever. But um, there was a time when um, Iron Man, Tony Stark, you know, he's Tony Stark, he's Iron Man, whatever. And then like I think it was what during the '70s, like writers made him into a raging alcoholic yep. and like he's all depressed and shit. Yeah, these moments will always happen in comics because yeah. they're 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 big moments. They're they're big starts of things that are meant to come. There are these changes that are going to happen and they start with these little moments. And I, I really like I, it's, it's all the same, but it's all different all at the same time. And I really, I really think that people are freaking out about this for all the wrong reasons. I'm freaking, I'm freaking out about it cause I'm really seeing, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Everybody's I, freaking out about it cause of the moment itself. And that's kind of bugging me about it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I kind of like was misunderstood there. Cause what I, what I meant out of that was not necessarily that like, the new Marvel is trying to purely get shock value out of people, but they're trying to distance themselves yes. from what Marvel and Disney have created. In a lot of ways, but they're also going... It's interesting because you say that, and you're absolutely right. They are going a lot of ways, but then you look at comics like the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they literally have taken every character that they've built in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then plugged them over into the new... Oh. The new... so like Really? Yes. Wait, so basically anything that you've seen on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show... They're in the comic world now. Sort of, sort of. Uh, the, the characters, characters are there. the characters there. So Daisy right. as Quake is there. Uh, Fitz and Simmons are there. Melinda May is there. Agent Coulson's running. Okay, the so shield. the characters are there, but I mean, are there little nuances carried over from the TV show into the comic? Comics just started. I I, I couldn't tell you. I, I okay. I'm willing to bet it varies because even with like even with like The Walking Dead, like it's well, it's yeah. not it's not yeah nothing is ever 100 percent transposed from comics exactly. to TV or and vice then, versa. And what what's the point of reading a comic if you've already seen it? On yeah, that's true. You know what I mean. So they would just be shooting themselves in the foot, limiting their audience. Exactly. So I like the idea that they're bringing that they're kind of that things are bleeding across. Yeah. You know, and and you're right. But then there are a lot of new things going on. In my opinion, honestly, not for all the fans that are like really pissed off about this whole change and stuff like that. Uh, you know, to the point that Will said right there. That, I mean, th- th- this is just another arc. I'm telling you right now, I have a pretty strong feeling. Uh, that they're gonna they're gonna eventually switch him back to the good guy side, and this is just a temporary thing. Like I said, he's either undercover or under the influence of somebody, he's or a double agent, or, or they they have something on him where he has to work for them in order for them to not do though, something. Though there was there was showing pictures, and I, I I haven't read all the comic, and I've only seen glimpses of it, but they were showing pictures of him like having memories. So uh, there's a possibility he's brainwashed. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that they could do with it. Yeah. So yeah, but you're right. He could be undercover. There's a lot of things going on that we don't know about right now. I mean, he also did die before too. He did. You know, so. And he lost all of his superpowers. And then Sam Wilson, the Falcon, became Captain America. So like, yeah, things are always changing. And then the whole storyline about uh, uh, Bucky becoming uh, yeah, Captain Bucky, America. Bucky became Captain for a little bit. Yep. I think that's all the time we have for today. I do want to thank all of our fans again for listening. Thank you for coming out to the House of Blues show. Again, do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
Uh, we're going to try to start getting more videos and stuff up on YouTube, so check us out there. Um, we are going to be putting the podcast now on SoundCloud, so if you have a SoundCloud app, I do suggest listening to it. Again, thank you guys for listening on Talking Stupid. Stay stupid, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Stupid Flanders production. 